Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. I'm your host, Brianna Wilson. I'm a certified dementia practitioner and the founder of Bamboo Care. So today we're going to be talking about pain and dementia, and it's just a little something that I wanted to give some insights on, okay? But before we get into today's topic, just a little quick housekeeping. So as I mentioned on our last podcast episode, June's freebie resources are available on our website, as well as our previous resources at letsbamboo.com, okay? All you have to do is click on the resources tab. We also announced that we will be opening up our free support community for dementia care partners called Bamboo Care Champions, and it will be opening up really soon. So if you are looking for a safe space to vent, celebrate, share your journey, learn more about dementia, or just have a chance to connect with me and get your questions answered, then we'd love for you to join us, okay? And you can learn more about the community and join the waitlist at the links in the podcast notes. All right, so back to the topic at hand, pain and dementia. Now, in the early to middle stages of dementia, most people with dementia will be able to accurately report symptoms of pain. However, I will say that in the early stages, when a person living with dementia may still be trying to manage their own medications, they may forget to take their pain medications consistently or altogether, or they may accidentally over medicate, which is obviously a problem. Then over time, as the dementia progresses, it may become harder for them to communicate or accurately express their pain. So if you were to ask your partner if they are in pain, they may tell you no, even if the answer is yes. Or if you try to have them rate their pain on like a scale from one to 10, or even point to their pain, it may be confusing and lead to an inaccurate response. Therefore, it's going to become super important for you as a care partner to begin to pay special attention to the nonverbals, which we will talk about in just a moment. So you still want to ask or use a communication board to assist. I personally think that that's best practice, but you also want to dig deeper through assessing the nonverbals, okay? And the unfortunate reality is that it is very common for people living with dementia to be under-treated when it comes to their pain, which can of course result in a decreased quality of life, increased agitation, and worsening dementia symptoms, and possibly even resistance to care, right? And the even more unfortunate part of this is it can lead to inappropriate treatments if a person's behavior is seen as problematic and can result in being prescribed medications that the person doesn't really need, like antipsychotics, which can be very dangerous for people living with dementia and can come with a bunch of side effects, and that's just no good, okay? Another issue that we run into is, I guess, what we could call intentional underreporting of pain. And this can be especially important to recognize in men or certain individuals in cultures that may see pain or admitting pain as a form of weakness, okay? And then there are also people who just fear that if they mention certain kind of pain symptoms, that they may end up in the hospital, which most people just don't like hospitals, right? Or some people have a natural aversion to pain medications, especially if they fear that they'll become addicted or they just don't like medications altogether. 
So there could be a lot going on. So let's briefly talk about some common causes of pain. Now the good thing is there are typically no surprise areas of pain. People with dementia can experience pain for the same reasons as many of us, as well as the typical pain ailments that people experience as they age. Now I will just note that people's threshold for pain does vary, and this is even true for people without dementia. So with dementia, we do see that some people are hypersensitive to pain sensations that are triggered by something like touch, and other people are hyposensitive to pain sensations, and it's almost like it goes unnoticed. So that's just something important to keep in mind, okay? Now pain could come from anywhere on the body, but especially something like a headache, back, foot, or leg pain, okay? Dental or mouth pain is also pretty common. Pain from old injuries, pain from new injuries, from something like a fall or bumping into something or interacting with a sharp or hot surface or object. Also something like neuropathy. Then of course, arthritis or osteoporosis. And we know that pain with these can worsen if a person has been in the same position for too long. Basically, the joints kind of stiffen and can cause pain once the person starts moving or is moved. And then other medical issues like infections or specifically UTIs, pressure sores, things like that can also cause pain. So if a person is unable to communicate or maybe even unwilling to communicate their pain for whatever reason, I want to give you some ideas of the nonverbals to look for. So vocalizations. So this could be moaning, grunting, crying, cursing, okay, things like that. Facial expressions, basically anything that shows discomfort. So clenching teeth, rapid eye blinking, or even closing their eyes really tightly. Physical body expressions. So resistance to movement or touch. Changes in typical movements, maybe even rubbing the area that's in pain. Changes in breathing patterns, so their breathing could become labored or rapid, or they may possibly even hold their breath, okay? Changes in appetite, you may notice that their appetite decreases, okay? Changes in routine and sleeping habits, these things can get really out of whack. Changes in normal vitals, like a rapid heartbeat or an elevated blood pressure. And then changes in behavior, like increased confusion or irritability and even aggression, okay? So these are just a few things that will be important to look out for to determine if your partner may be in pain. Now, what can we do about pain? Well, the most obvious answer is pain medications. So if your partner has been prescribed pain medications, then you can administer those as prescribed. If your partner hasn't been prescribed a pain medication or the pain medication doesn't seem to be effective, then this is something you want to talk to your partner's physician about. Alternatives could be a moist, warm towel if you're able to identify the location, even a warm water bath if it's something like their hands or feet that's causing them pain, or even a heating pad, but the most important thing is that it's being used under supervision. Even a pain gel could be appropriate, but you want to be mindful if your partner is someone who would then 
touch it and then possibly rub their eye or put their hand in their mouth, okay, which we don't want to happen. Now, if they can tolerate something like a cold pack, then that could be an option. Or maybe a light massage with lotion can make them feel better. You may also be able to adjust their position and add pillows as a way to provide comfort and relieve pain. So the point is there are definitely some options. And again, if your partner's pain just doesn't seem to be giving up, be sure to let your partner's physician know, okay? So that's just a quick dive into the topic of pain and dementia. Hopefully you found it helpful and informative. If you have any specific questions that you want to know, you can always email us at podcast at whatthedementia.com. Thank you so much for joining us on another episode of What the Dementia by Bamboo Care. We look forward to catching you on the next episode. Take care, and until next time, stay strong, care on, and remember, you are not alone. Bamboo Care is always here.